any guy who is interested in shooting their shot, whether digitally, in person, that's kind of the only two options, maybe over the phone, (laughs) but this episode is for you. We'll talk about exactly how to do that ask out today. I am so pumped. What's up, podcast world? This is your boy, JJ. We got a heater of an episode. I know you guys have been dying for this kind of content. You're like, yes, man, the emotional health stuff. Yes, man, the singleness is a gift stuff. Thank you so much. Just how do I shoot my shot? Should I shoot my shot? So, bro, yes. What I love about the Heart of Dating podcast is we cover it all. Like, think about those nitty-gritty, really, really practical tips and details and questions of dating. That's what we serve to exist and encourage you guys and help you guys with. Literally, yes, all the way down to should I shoot my shot? How exactly should I do it? Because these are things I wish as a single man I would have had. Like I I thought I knew and I had no idea. So we serve to exist to encourage you guys, challenge you guys, all the way from the big spiritual questions, all the way down to the small practical questions, quite literally on how to Instagram direct message a girl that you are interested in. So let's get it. Real quick, we got two things. Heart of Dating Conference is in two weeks. I am so excited to see you guys there if you're coming in person. We have online tickets available too. I got my Disco Cowboy outfit already picked out. I can't wait to drop it. It is like maybe one of two times in my life where I've planned out an outfit ahead of time and I've been excited about it. I guess maybe my wedding was the other one. I was a little bit more excited to see Kate uh, and her outfit. I didn't care too much about mine. But that being said, my disco, disco cowboy, think about that combo. It's dangerous. That is a dangerous combination for some of those single mogs out there. So, hey, let's not cause our sisters to stumble, but let's get after it, okay? I can't wait. What I'm loving in my life, you guys just know I love to hook you up. If you're a dude listening to this, and when it comes to your shoe game, you're not a Jordan guy, you're not one of those you know, sneaker heads who wants to go, like you want something that's awesome, safe, easy to match with any outfit and looks sick. The Reebok Club C 85 vintage shoe. Yes, like Reebok Club C 85 vintage shoe. Amazon. They'll have it up there. It'll go out of, it will go out of stock like every other week, but when it's on, it'll go on deal. And right now it's on deal. It's like 52 bucks. Get your shoe. It's true to fit. And I've literally worn it to work out, play pickleball, on date night in the church. It's that versatile, best shoe I've ever owned. The only problem is that I wore it so much, I literally wore out my pair within three months and Kate was not happy because she loved it too. So when the diva fashionista Kate is giving a thumbs up of approval and I, I say I like it, well, you know it's a pretty special product, okay? So if you're a guy, you need a great shoe, last minute thing for Christmas, 
Reebok Club C 85 Vintage. No, it's not even an ad. I know it sounds like an ad because I'm reading out. I just don't want you guys to miss out. Get that nice beige color with the green accent. That's my favorite one. And you guys will get so many compliments on your shoes. And let me just be honest. I never got told I smell good. I never got told my outfit looked great. I never got told I had a nice haircut until... I met Kate and she kind of worked her magic and sometimes we need that and that's okay. But you know, I'll just leave that at that. Some of you guys care about your looks. Some of you don't care. Hey, to each their own, just have fun with the way you dress. I love it when guys can just have a little bit of expression with the way that they dress and express themselves, whether it be their style, their black earrings or their blue hair. Okay. So right before we jump in, you know, we got to head to my DMS. It's always popping. I love serving guys, specifically guys in my DMS, girls who snuck in here, who I know you listen to these episodes anyway, even though it's a man. So you're welcome to send me messages too. But for the fellas, please, I know how it is. It's hard to ask for help. I am always here for you. I am a DM away. So this one is, I ended up making a post in the Heart of Dating Facebook group. Shout out. That's at 15,000 people now. If you're not in the Heart of Dating Facebook group, what are you doing? And I also reached out to a young lady based off my post and her comment. We have been DMing for a couple days and it's hard to tell a girl's level of interest. Would you give her some time to you know, express herself or where she's at? Or should I ask if she's interested in talking more? Should I let her know it's okay to tell me that she's not interested. Like, what do I do? Listen, fam, my brother in Christ, if you match on hinge, if you are both connecting from a singles Facebook group and you guys are talking, you guys have both indirectly, especially what blows my mind is if you match on a dating app, you guys have both said, yes, this is someone I would be interested in talking to and going on a date with. So I think we operate with just so much caution, which I love the heart behind it. Like where are so many cautious guys in a great way, like they want to respect women uh, that have prevented us from actually making the ask because we don't want to offend them. We don't want to rush them. We don't want to pressure them. Listen, my dog, if you match on a singles hearted dating Facebook group, you already have the green light. You like ask, please. She's probably begging you, dying for you to ask. Like women are a little bit more smart when it comes to this, but it's kind of hard to read their mind, let alone across the internet from a Facebook message or an Instagram DM conversation. If you're going to guess one way or the other, when it comes to online DMing, just assume that they're interested or might be. Uh, it is the lowest stakes of all reach outs, shooting your shot, rejections. It is the lowest stakes. If she wasn't interested, she'll let you know and we will get all into that today. But this specifically, anytime you kind of meet at a singles venue where both of you are indirectly signaling, yes, I'm single, and yes, I'm looking, and yes, I'm open to being asked out. I would just say that's all the information you need to at least ask them out. Obviously, we're not going to be pushy, um, and we'll talk about exactly how to do that ask out today. I am so pumped. So 
why are we doing this episode? For exactly that. If I could probably summarize the most common question I get from men and the women who snuck in here, yes, you'll be glad to hear this, is this. I'd say 80% of the DMs I get is just like asking me if I, like they're like asking me permission, like, hey, do you think it's a good idea if I ask her out or if I do it this way or how? I'm like, I don't know why you're asking me for permission. I love you, bro. Yes. If you're asking for permission, the answer is yes. Like I am so pro ask out. And that's why we're doing this episode today. Keep asking me in my DMs, but here's like a, a one size fit all episode for any guy who is interested in shooting their shot, whether digitally, in person, that's kind of the only two options, maybe over the phone, <laughs> but this episode is for you. Um, I'm just very, very pro ask out. And ironically, I was not very pro ask out as a single and I really missed out. And I don't say that as I missed out on the one. <laughs> I love who I'm married to. I love how I can teach from a place of, I love my wife. I love how my story ended up. I just regret not asking out more women in the sense of, I missed the opportunity to get to know a lot of awesome Christian women as friends and a low stakes dating scenario. Like I needed so much help with my foundation of, of dating and theology and singleness. That's why I love doing what I do today because I wish I could have grabbed myself at 22, 23, 24. A big part of my dating story was I woke up around 25, 26 after a couple years. I'd probably say three, four years of closed singleness. And I kind of had that like Lion King moment where it's like, it is time. And then when I went out to do it, I had, I was, guys, I'm trying to think of a funny analogy. I mean, it was literally like grab the water boy off the bench and throw him in to play quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. I had no idea what I was doing. And the worst part is I thought I knew I was what I was doing. I thought based on instinct and blah, 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 and great character, I thought I knew I was doing it. I needed help. And I didn't really DM girls because I was so... Why I didn't DM girls was I was so scared of rejection. I was so scared that magically that DM rejection was gonna be like screenshotted and posted on her like close friends story, and I was just gonna be like you know embarrassed by this like you know fake auditorium of people, <laughs> you know. So I just I didn't DM, and and I kind of look back and I regret it not because. I don't love who I ended up with just because I missed the opportunity to build that, you know, character. I think the rejection is a great character building opportunity for singles and that opportunity to just build confidence like with asking. And so, you know, if you're curious at all by anything you learned today, I just want to say this. We teach all of this extensively in school dating. Uh, we teach how to shoot your shot and the foundation and everything I'm doing in this episode is like a one-on-one version of we teach from school dating. So if you liked anything, just know there's a 201, 301 version where we go deeper. We really work through it together and there's a lot more hands-on coaching. So that's all I will say about this episode. Now let's get to the heart of the matter. Shout out to all the OG listeners and Kate's old intro that we miss so much. Before you shoot your shot, this is like, let's go to basketball. Before you shoot that shot, what I would love to address and what we have to is the fundamentals. Uh, more so, how are you shooting it and what kind of place 
emotionally, spiritually, and mentally are you coming from? Like more important than how you frame your funny, witty, awesome ass, more important to how you slide or what girls DMs you slide in, like all this fun, practical, rah-rah stuff, which we will get to because you know I got you. That stuff doesn't matter. If your heart, the foundation of your soul is not rock solid. And when I say rock solid, I mean both feet are on Christ, the solid rock I sand, all other ground is sinking sand. And I quite literally mean that. Like your life can be so structured and rooted in Christ. It's not just him, but in day-to-day life and reality of how you operate, you are divorced from the results of life. You are so rock solid. You walk in something as cheesy as it sounds that is real. Godfidence. When you walk in the identity of God, you're equipped with a Godfidence to take on life that doesn't depend on the results of life for your identity, for your worth, for your confidence. You see, when we operate out of identity, we can operate already as a being. So often in life, we operate out of a place that we have to do certain things in order that we can have certain results. I do a certain profession. I play a certain sport. If I succeed at that, I can have obviously success. I can have some sort of fame. I can have a great career. I can have an awesome financial situation. And once I do those things, and I succeed and I have those things, then finally I can be somebody. And no, that's not a Kings of Leon lyric, okay? It literally means that your identity has been built on this kind of performative mindset where everything in your identity rests and hinges on the success or the failures of life. Quite oftentimes you find this mentality in athletes where the identity, the confidence of the the self-worth of who they are hangs in the balance of a scoreboard on a Friday or Saturday or Sunday, right? I remember in high school football, I was so devastated if we ever lost at all. I mean, it like ripped my heart and soul out. And yes, I'm competitive and yes, I cared. And those were really great things. But anytime my identity, my self-worth, my confidence, it depended on the promotion I get or the firing that was just handed to me or the win or the loss or whatever happens in life, I'm in big trouble because if there's one place in my life where you are going to be shredded to pieces with disappointment, sadness, rejection, it is dating. And far too often, we hand over our hearts to complete strangers to dictate and validate our identity and our existence and our worth. If you're going to shoot your shot at all, spiritually and mentally, we just have to be coming from a place of identity where we know who we are, we know whose we are, and then from that place, out of that being, we can do things and we can have wonderful things, but our identity does not depend on the success or the failure of life. I could go out, I can get promoted tomorrow. I could find a wonderful job tomorrow. I could be, uh, you know, my date could be accepted by the most beautiful girl, most beautiful godly girl ever. And guess what? My confidence, who I am, my self-worth doesn't change an inch. And in the same way and vice versa, I could be rejected, fired. All those things could be going absolutely awfully for me. And guess what? My identity does not change. That is the gift of identity and confidence in God's kingdom. I would just say another way that people say it in pop culture and slang is 
Kings stay kings, baby. Hey, kings stay kings. I don't care if she accepts that DM. I don't care if she reacts with a fire emoji. I don't care if she replies and says, stay in your lane, bro. You could never, or if she gives you one of those classic, uh, as if, hey, kings stay kings, ignore the haters, ignore the wins, the losses, because your identity rests in something so much greater than whether or not she replied with a fire or heart eyes emoji to your message. Amen. Amen. I get so amped up and passionate about this. And you know, if that's not good enough for you, and I hope it is, just keep this in mind. When you're making that shot on Facebook, especially with a, a stranger who you're not even like common community with, who you're never going to see again, like really ask yourself, what what is the absolute worst thing that can happen realistically? And if like you're in my mind, we're like, well, she could screenshot it, put it on her close friends. And when I see her in 10 years in life, she's going to tell everybody like, hey, realistically, what is the worst thing that can happen? Like she snickers about it with her friends who don't know you, you don't know them, you're never gonna see them ever again in your entire life. Like what is the worst thing that can happen from that reach out? And if that's not good enough, my last nugget, before you you know, are sitting there with your DM in your mind, oh, I got two things. One, I'm gonna borrow it from Riley, formerly Sewell, now Kehoe, Riley Kehoe, shout out. They have a great podcast exclusively focused on this topic, which is courage. Hey, three seconds of courage. I love cliff jumping. I was in Norway this past summer. And when I say I love cliff jumping, like I like jumping from the point that when I jump, like my heels kind of hurt, like my jaw kind of hurts. I, I don't know why I should probably talk to my therapist about that, but I love the thrill. I love the adrenaline. And this is my thought at the very top, three seconds of courage. <laughs> jump baby same thing three seconds of courage just shoot it let it go and just keep in mind i think one thing that's really helpful is the data (laughs) the statistics i'm so sorry my friend but from everything i read online from people who've studied this i'm so sorry my friend but this should help you the more we can own this the better okay the chances that she opens reads accepts converses with you and goes out on a date with you is this high it's about 10%. There is a 10% chance, to, statistically speaking, that everything will go great and you will actually end up on a date. So knowing that from the front end, I think is so helpful. It's kind of like that baseball theory where it's like, hey, the best batters are batting 300, which means three out of 10 times they're hitting the ball and they're happy. And sure, they're frustrated on the other seven, but they know it's just part of the game. Same thing for us. We're batting 100, okay? So if you actually end up on a date, give yourself a pat on the back and just know if you message 100 girls, 100 DMs, and you got 10 dates out of it, you are right on average, like thumbs up. If you got 11, then you're above average, okay? So just keep that in mind. I'm with you. I just I just have a heart for men to just be so proactive, on their DM slides and shooting their shots. We are so pro long distance. I mean, why date in the pool when you can date in the ocean, okay? Why date in the pool when you can date in the ocean? Now you're like, hey, that was amazing, JJ. You still haven't even told me how to slide in the DMs. Well, that's because if you had to ask me which one was more important, the place mentally and spiritually where I'm coming from, like my heart or how to do it, I would honestly say 
Oof. I would honestly say your mindset and your foundation is probably about 96% more important. And the 4%, the fun part, the cool part, the interesting part, the quirky part, the, the how to sign the DMs, that's probably about 4% of the importance here. Like seriously, that's crazy. But this is just what I've seen from guy to guy. It is so much more important to evaluate and understand where you're coming from and your foundation. It's kind of like, you know, teaching you how to tie a hook on your fishing pole. You know, it's like not the most important or how to bait your hook versus teaching you like, hey, these are the fishing spots. This is the stance. This is the best time of day to go. Like the most important things about fishing is like the patience and everything. And then the the last little fun details that people get obsessed about is right. How to, how to, you know, attach this bait to this hook in a really convincing way. That's basically what we're talking about is how to hook. And so that's fine and we'll get into it, but I just want I just need to be super clear here on that. Like we can camp out on the first 96% and the most important all day, but I know you want to get in there, the nitty gritty. So here's how to slide in the DMS. And this is really helpful. And I wish I would have known this. Uh, I would say number one, what's your objective? Like this is kind of mind blowingly simple, but it gets left out. And this happens every day in life and business. Like we write these great emails that are just like full of data, full of story. And then I'm like, what was my objective in this? So even when I start out my podcast episodes, when I start out anything, any kind of message, I say, what is my objective? And I start there. And a lot of times guys go into DMs with no objective and it actually ends up hurting them. So here are a couple examples of ob objectives. You guys just kind of have to decide which one you're leaning towards. And there's no real wrong answer. I would just say it's only wrong if you don't have an answer, okay? So, you know, you, you could just have an objective to start a conversation and get to know them. Even then, that one still feels vague for me. A great clear objective off that would be like start a conversation because we have no relationship at all. And within 10 to 15 DMs, I'm gonna ask them out on a FaceTime date if they're long distance. Within 15 DMs, I'm gonna ask them out on a in-person date. Side note on that, when you're making the ask outs, because this is also part of the objective is this you know, you can always ask them out in person, but accompanied by that, I always love to include a thoughtful uh, side note of, hey, if you feel safer, I would love to maybe do a phone date, a Zoom date, a FaceTime date, whatever works best for you. You can always give an alternative option and your ask out that is thoughtful and incorporates the fact that you are thinking about their safety and their emotional kind of uh, safeness. And a good example of that, that you know, I didn't really have growing up, my sister was so much older, she was out of the house when I was growing up, is this, and here's, a, this is, um, I love this example. If you're a guy and you're listening to this, it's 11 o'clock at night, you need gas desperately. How are you choosing your gas station? If you probably don't have the response I'm looking for, then you don't know what I'm talking about. If I ask a girl that question, they have one response the most lit, nicest one that is the most safe. See, that is a, a response and a and a answer that a guy is not hardwired culturally or anything where like if we didn't have sisters, we would never really think about that for a female companion. So in the same way, when we're asking out, we just want to show them that 
not only do we know what we want, but we also want to be as accommodating and as thoughtful as possible. And to wrap up, you know, the objective and really hit home here, one thing that I say all the time as far as asking out women is this, because we have such a toxic, I hate that word toxic. It's so tossed out today, but we have this like hyper alpha masculine macho way to ask out women and it's got to be direct. It's got to be, hey, 7 p.m. Friday night, I'll see your beautiful self. I'll be right out your door. See you then. Confident, walk away. And then she's batting her eyes. That's not how it happens. <laughs> but that's the only kind of standard we're left with of what a masculine macho way looks like to ask out a girl. So I would just say this, the most masculine macho way is to be is to be confident in what you want. If you want to ask out a girl, be confident in that. Own it. Hey, I know for a fact of life, I want to ask you out on a date. And then accompany that confident ask out with a thoughtful, uh, empathetic, like, hey, if you're too busy, I completely understand. Or if it's, hey, also, I know that going out on a date in person can be daunting. If you prefer to do a FaceTime date or a phone call date to make sure I'm not an 80-year-old man who's catfishing you, uh, I'd be happy to do that if it makes you feel more safe uh, and we can do it that way. Not a problem. So you are direct and confident in what you want and what you're kind of asking for. And then you're kind of alleviating pressure and giving them an alternative to say, it doesn't have to be this way. There's more than one way to skin a cat and make this work. Most important to me is not getting you out on a date. Most important to me is accommodating you and your preferences. That is, oh, boys. The, the, the way you can go above and beyond in your dating life is this. How can I be as accommodating to their preferences as possible? Woo! If you want to level up in your dating life, keep that in mind. How can I be as accommodating to their preferences as possible? Which, side note, as believers, that's how we're the most loving we can be in life to our neighbor, to our family, to our spouse, to anybody. Keep that in mind. The most loving way I can be loving to someone is to accommodate their preferences as much as possible. And yes, that is a that is like a foundation for dating. And then how to do it exactly, like as far as <laughs> witty responses, ask outs, blah, 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 blah. Hey, the world is your oyster. Like I would just encourage you to be you. Don't be someone else. Don't be Hitch. Don't be JJ. Like, say, what is my personality? Am I fun? Am I straightforward? Am I quirky? Am I a little bit weird? Do you have maybe a little bit darker sense of humor? Like, whatever your personality is, double down on that. Here's why. If she doesn't like your personality and you pretend to be some smooth, suave, nice guy and you're a little bit maybe more dark, blunt, quirky and sharp, well, you're kind of advertising someone that you're not <laughs> from the get-go with just the, you know, uh, hope to ask them out. I'm not saying be like that sharp or what, I, like, I'm just saying whatever your personality is, that fun, positive, awesome way you express yourself, channel that into the way that you ask someone out. One thing that we say all the time is you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. You can't say the wrong thing to the right person.
person. Now, what does that mean? Well, essentially, it's if that's the right person who's got a similar personality or someone who's compatible that works really well with you, you're not going to say the wrong thing to them. They're always going to assume the best. They're going to have a gracious assumption. And more importantly, they're going to enjoy what they hear from you and want to like what you have to say. So you cannot say the wrong thing to the right person. Now, if that's not good enough for you, let me level up for you. There is a data scientist I read about. And he did the most interesting study. He was a shy, introverted guy. And he said, you know what? For 30 days in a row, I'm going to challenge myself to ask out women of all backgrounds, natures, shapes, and sizes, and colors everywhere I go in my life. Uh, I'm not going to try and find out if they're married or not. I'm just going to try and ask out anybody and everybody, record the data, see if I can get better at this, and then come back with what is the best question to ask. Keep in mind, this was in person but it's still worth noting. He tried all kinds of funny pickup lines, creative stuff. And at the end of 30 days, he nailed down the most successful pickup line introduction you could find. You want to know what it was? Hey, how is your day going? That was the most successful opening line for his ask outs. And basically what it came down to was it didn't really matter. It didn't really matter because the reality is that if they're interested in you, they're going to respond. And if they're not interested in you, it doesn't matter what kind of pickup line you use. It's not going to work. And I would say that is pretty much true. And if you don't believe me, and there is a caveat I'll explain, but if you don't believe me, think about this. Go to your DMs and there's someone that you would love to go out with and unless they message you something that's really off-putting, if it was just the most simple message in the world, hey, I think you're really awesome from your profile and I'm interested in going on a date with you. If you are interested in that person, would that work? <laughs> yes, absolutely. It would not matter if that message was the most thoughtful, creative, witty, you know, intro in the world. It would work simply because you would be interested in them. Think about the rare case where you might have been on the fence and they sent such a thoughtful or funny or creative message that you kind of felt like, man, that was so good. I have to say at least yes. Like I would have been a 50-50 and because of that message, I'm now 51-49. And that is probably like five to 10% of the time. And the whole point of that is it really doesn't matter how creative or funny or witty, you know, it is. If, if they're interested, they will reply. And if they're not interested, they won't accept or they'll find a way to, to ghost you or let you down. But I just think we put so much time and thought for something that doesn't matter. I'd rather you put that time and thought in a place that actually does matter. So I hope that's helpful. I love you guys. In school dating, we get really nitty gritty. We get into the 201. We have a bunch of texting scripts. We have texting scripts for the women and we have texting scripts for the guys. I think the one thing that blows my mind is Hinge and all these dating apps, how we just get stuck with pen pals. So if you're frustrated with pen pals, 
If you're dying for more help than these these episodes on Heart of Dating, School of Dating is perfect for you. I think one of the highlights for the men and the women is the texting scripts that we give them that are literally like their gold mine that they use f- for the rest of their dating life to get off apps. And I think my favorite part of that is like, we've had some doubters and some people who like Heart of Dating, but you know, maybe they don't think they need it. Like they're attractive enough to get by, blah, blah, blah. And we gave them texting scripts and they took school dating and they came back and they were like, they work. No, 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 seriously, guys, they work. These, these are nuts. These are magic. And so seeing their joy, seeing their success and actually getting off from these crazy situations where you've been matched on Hinge, you followed each other on Instagram, and now you're viewing each other's stories into oblivion with a oddball response like once a month like that situation drove me nuts and it's funny how we tolerate them so if you're tired of that we'd love to have you in school dating that's enough for me have a wonderful weekend i love you family and hey as my friend shia labeouf would say i just i don't know how to say his name here's what he would say about you shooting your shot just do it